this is what I look like outside of sitting down and filming videos. As someone living with chronic pain, I am most likely having a heating pad on me or an ice pack on me, depending on what type of specific pain I'm feeling that day. And lately I've also been experimenting with braces, body braces. I am not looking for anyone to give me their advice or input. This is something I am going over with my doctor or doctors. Um, so please, no advice. I was going to upload originally this week my new Etsy workbook that I made and a video of me filling out the workbook, but this week has just been absolutely insane, energetically speaking. I cried a lot this week. I haven't felt like this in a long time. My partner always tells me this, I tend to objectify subjective things, like people's patterns, for example, and emotions. I can have a tendency to see it as ones and o's, and that includes myself. And so I actually had to take a lot of care and intention within the past few years to actually allow myself to feel things and not have to think about it and logisticize it or make sense of it right away. When I first feel an emotion, I don't recognize the emotion and I don't even know what I'm feeling, but what I do feel is something in my body. So I'll give you guys an example. I think on Sunday, I felt like a sense of trigger and it wasn't even over something big. Um, it was just my partner and I were on our night walk. There was a flower from a tree that fell onto his head and he asked me to get it off. And I said like, oh no, the flower looks cute on you. So let's just leave it on your hair. He got frustrated with me and he said, okay, well, I'm just gonna take it off then. And he like brushed it off. Don't worry, we already talked about this afterwards and he apologized for um, talking to me in that tone. But in that moment, I immediately like got physically triggered I feel like I've gotten to a pretty good point where even when I'm triggered, I could still say some things because I have enough awareness to know like, oh, that this is like triggering something inside me. I may not know exactly what it is yet or how to express it to someone fully, but I remember just saying like, why are you talking to me like that? We finished our walk, got back to the apartment and I still felt that bodily trigger inside me and I didn't want to just go straight into like watching TV or like distracting myself with something else. I just felt intuitively like I just need to sit down with this. And so I laid in bed and still didn't really know what I was feeling or what emotion was really there. And I just laid there with my eyes closed and I was breathing. I started to use my fingers to like press into my diaphragm so that I could feel the diaphragm expanding as I was breathing as an exercise, but that then shifted to me using my fingers to feel and count my ribs. And something about, something about that physical act of just like feeling my ribs ignited these memories from childhood, vivid memories that I had not thought about, let alone experienced as if I was in my body at that day and age and how that felt. It's, I imagine, similar to how people feel when they're hypnotized and 
they do like these um, hypnosis ses sessions where they're brought back to a certain moment. It felt like that for me. So the two memories that came up when I was, you know, breathing and feeling into my body was two vivid memories with my parents. The memory I had with my mom was, oh, I feel emotional even now thinking about it. it I was brought back to seven or eight year old me and my mom having me go on the scale every single night and her weighing me and telling me that I was too heavy and I was heavier than all the other girls my age. I remember the numbers so clearly too. I would always fluctuate between 88 to 89 pounds when I was in like third grade. And I remember my mom just calculating the numbers and being like, you have to get down to these numbers. You can't be these numbers. It's too high. And then it flashed into another memory. And I was older this time, like around middle school, of me feeling so uncomfortable in my own body and feeling so disgusting and worthless. At this time, I was like already experiencing depression, um, but at the time I didn't know that. And of course my parents didn't know that because they're not attuned to that stuff. There was this very clear moment where my mom was almost mocking me or expressing a sense of contempt for me. And she was just saying, Irene, you're so ugly. Look at your face. You're just so miserable all the time. You're always scowling. You're only in sixth grade and you're already scowling all the time. Look at that ugly face. And she would say that in Chinese. My Chinese is not good, you guys, but for those of you who do understand Chinese, she would just always call me Tolian. So that means like stinky face. Or she'll just say like, And I remember she even brought a mirror out once and she like put the mirror in front of my face and she's like, look how ugly your face looks right now. She was trying to tell me to be happier and to not look so miserable all the time, but just the act of like her bringing the mirror to my face and say, look how ugly you are. Your face is so ugly right now. And she would even bring the camera out and take pictures of me. And I remember just, feeling so disgusted with myself. And I remember putting the hood over my head and just wanting to disappear. Full moon in Pisces has got me so emotional. Like, I feel like every few months there's just like these traumas that live in my body still that just randomly comes up and like processing it is so intense and enlightening at the same time because it literally feels like a density inside you. And another memory that I was brought back to when I sat with the feelings that night was, I think I was about like a junior or senior in high school at this point. During this time, I had begged my parents to divorce because I'm not going to get into the story, but 
they were miserable and I was basically like a parentified child and I had to sit down with them at the age of like 17 and say, you guys are not happy. You guys are miserable. You guys are making me miserable. I should be experiencing being a child right now and a teenager and I'm just every single day trying to mediate your fights and this isn't fair to me. If you can imagine how hard that was for me already at that age, we went through the process of selling my childhood home so that we could all move away from each other. And there was a little period of time where we couldn't live in our house anymore because it was sold, but we also didn't have another place to live lined up. And so during this time, my parents and I were staying at, I don't know what it was even, we were staying somewhere, the three of us, but like, it was so weird. I was sleeping on the couch of this place and my parents slept in separate rooms. And I remember the first day moving our suitcases into this place where we were temporarily staying at. My dad looks at me and I don't even know what I did to elicit this, but he said, you're not my daughter. This was so crazy because these bodily feelings literally brought me back to these moments, almost like I was under hypnosis, right? I was like getting sucked out from these memories into another one and brought back into how my body felt at the time. There was like other moments where I remember my dad was really mad with me and my brothers, we were in the living room, he had us all kneeling on the floor on our knees in a line. And he was yelling at us as he was laying on the couch. And I remember him telling us, you guys are just parasites. You guys just take from me and I don't get anything back from any of you. When all of these memories hit at once, it was probably just like a few seconds, right? But it just all came flooding in. And then I just had this like huge realization of like, I feel a deep sense of worthlessness to my core. It feels like on a cellular level. And these are the very moments that shaped that feeling so strongly inside me. And even just a little moment of my partner showing frustration with me brought me back to feeling as though I am a disgusting, worthless person. Upon this realization, I had this really big download that my mom made me feel as if I was failing at becoming a worthy woman on the surface, like appearance wise, like I was failing to look beautiful. I was failing to meet the criteria of what a woman should look like and should act like. And I felt like with my dad, he was constantly making me feel as if I was failing as a human, as a loved one, as a family member, and also as a woman, right? Like my duties of a daughter was not being fulfilled. I am just a failure at that. And it's not even that this realization was super big or anything. Logistically speaking, I could probably identify where these feelings come from and why I am the way I am, but it's very different to actually allow yourself to navigate those feelings both emotionally and physically to the fullest and really like feel all of it. 
that's the difference here is that vulnerability in feeling those feelings that are so unsafe, you know? I feel like a lot of the times those of us who've survived trauma and lived through it, we get to a point where we over-intellectualize everything, like everything makes sense somehow. We could explain it, it's that simple. And we kind of like lose touch with allowing ourselves to actually feel things and not make sense of things, not have answers, but to just feel. Because I feel like feeling things, especially vulnerable feelings, don't feel productive and it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel good, but it's so important to do that. It's so important to remind yourself on a cellular level that you are human and to allow yourself to feel things and not have to correlate it to anything in your life in terms of like your healing journey of like, I shouldn't be feeling this because I've been working on myself for years or I've been going to therapy or I've been really like not triggered as much as I used to be. Like it doesn't matter in the context of your life where you are or how it makes sense. Sometimes you just have to let yourself freaking feel your emotions and lose yourself in that vulnerable state and be there to experience it. And that's something I've been really noticing is I've been having a lot of my clients come to me in expressing the fact that they have gone to all these therapists and maybe have even gone to other coaches and they've been working on it, they understand it, but they just still struggle at the end of the day. And I feel like there's a lot of reasonings for this, but I think one of the reasonings is this experience that we all have of over-intellectualizing everything. I feel like a lot of neurodivergent, especially autistic folks, are so good at thinking about things in all different angles, but that's not the issue and that doesn't take the problem away because at the end of the day, how you feel is a big aspect of your healing journey and what you do and what your habits are and how those habits form all of these like bodily feelings is what controls you on a day-to-day -day basis yes your mind is important super duper important but your body as well is something that we don't really get to learn how to control and understand because our body doesn't speak language right our body doesn't understand english or sentences it's something you have to communicate to in terms of sensory experiences and sensing. And so we don't know how to feel, we don't know how to regulate ourselves, and we just keep sitting here thinking and thinking and thinking, trying to think ourselves out of our trauma and wondering why on a day-to-day -day basis we still feel shame, guilt, uh, disgust with ourselves, worthlessness, um, depression, you know, and it's because you can't think yourself out of those bodily feelings, that trauma that lives in your body. And so a lot of the clients that struggles with that, being very intellectual and being very self-aware, but still struggling with everything on a day-to-day -day basis, I always ask them, how often do you let yourself feel things? And oftentimes it's not often, <laughs> you know, they don't let themselves just sit there and cry and feel things fully. It's like, as soon as they feel that discomfort, they're trying to make sense of it. Why do I feel this way? What do I do? How do I uh, immediately try to soothe myself by telling myself I am not worthless. I do have something to offer, but still wonder why they don't truly feel like they resonate with those words. The thing is, is 
if you genuinely on a cellular level feel worthless, you can't just sit there and be like, I am worth it. I am worth it. I have so much to offer and expect yourself to like feel it, you know? It's just <laughs> like, let's be honest here. That's not possible. It's like going to another country and speaking English and expecting them to understand it. It just doesn't make sense. You have to learn to communicate to others including different parts of yourself in a way that it can understand. So if the issue lies in your body and how you feel and the pain that you carry in your body, then you have to find ways to physically regulate yourself and show your body that it's okay, you're strong and all of that stuff. And that does not take words. It takes action. So that's why regulating is so important for neurodivergent people because we are so sensitive to sensory things. So a lot of our trauma and experiences stay in our bodies. And so more than anyone, we have to understand in depth all the different ways of regulating our bodies and moving through the feelings that we still hold inside of us and we need to express and experience. The making sense part doesn't come till long after. I always try to give my clients like a tier list of how to move through their emotions and process it. And the first thing is physically processing it and regulating yourself. And then emotionally feeling it right and then the third part is maybe processing what that means to you and where did it come from and all of that stuff that comes long after you fully felt everything that's just something i wanted to reflect on today which is good because next week if i feel a little bit better i will be going over my rest and regulation workbook that i created so hopefully that'll be something that you guys could utilize to help you figure out different ways that you can regulate yourself. But in the meantime, if you are someone who resonates with that feeling of just being so self-aware of like all the things you struggle with, where it comes from, how you think and feel about it, but still struggle day to day, I want you guys to think about different ways of physically regulating yourself. I want you guys to look into somatic healing. I want you guys to utilize different physical practices to help you move through the trauma that you may still carry in your body. So moving your eyes around in different types of movements could be very helpful. I think that is associated to EMDR. I've seen some practitioners just recommend you doing, you know, 10 eye circles. Stims, of course, is a way to physically regulate yourself. Crying is a way to physically regulate yourself. I've even seen people recommend doing different types of facial stretches in order to just get muscles in your face moving in ways that we don't usually see because our society is super ableist and if you ever see anyone moving their face in weird ways, we automatically think they're either mentally ill or on drugs and we judge them and we're scared of them. So, you know, in the privacy of your own home, if you can just like make the craziest, weirdest facial expressions. And then I've seen people recommend even just using your non-dominant hand to do some tasks just to get your brain to work in different ways and be a little bit more present because you have to think a little bit harder, focus a little bit more. I think a part of why we get so stuck in how our bodies feel and the trauma gets stuck is because we 
become so used to doing the same things habitually that we don't need to use our brain to actually go do those things. So throwing a wrench in that and like having to force your mind to actually work in tangent with your body can help you bring a little bit more awareness to some of your pain points and how to regulate those pain points. Little things that I implement here and there is also just brushing my teeth with my left hand, making my coffee with my left hand. I've been trying to be a little bit more conscious about my posture and the way that I sit, the way I stand, the way I walk. Even that's been super helpful in just bringing a little bit more awareness to my body and feeling a little bit more anchored into my body than before. I was explaining to my client this past week that as autistic people, we oftentimes get so disconnected from our bodies that we almost experience life from a third person point of view. So that kind of goes hand in hand with the intellectualizing part. We get so used to observing ourselves, observing those in our lives and observing the system. And we wonder to ourselves, why do we feel so confused as to what we're feeling physically or emotionally? It's because you're disconnected from your freaking body. Of course you don't know what you're experiencing, right? And so something I try to work really hard on is getting that third person point of view, your soul, your mind and like bringing it back into your body and putting it into your body experiencing life from a first person point of view again and actually know what you're feeling because of that and feeling is again emotions and physical sensations those are feeling but yes be honest with me you guys are you in third person point of view right now are you are you disconnected from your body do you feel confused? Do you feel like even despite all of the things that you process and how intelligent you are emotionally and mentally, you still struggle with like feelings of shame or guilt or worthlessness on a day-to-day -day basis? Because if you relate to all that, my friend, we just, we gotta get you to start experiencing life from first person again. Give yourself some time to, you know, have moments of stillness and quietness and to not have to think about anything. I think that's why a lot of neurodivergence feels so drawn to nature because nature, for example, is the right kind of stimulation. And there's always a lot going on when it comes to smells, sight, sounds, right? So if you can go out somewhere in nature and actually allow yourself to be there and tune into every sensory experience there, Lately, what I've been doing in times where I feel very disconnected from my body is I'll go out to my balcony and I'll just lay there on my chair, look up at the trees and listen to all of the sounds of nature, the wind blowing through the leaves, the sun and warmth on my skin, the wind. I will just really feel so in flow state in that moment and feel so connected to my body and feel so at peace and stimulated at the same time. Give yourself that moment of wonder and presence. Thank you guys for listening to me babble for the past like 30 minutes and watch me ugly cry as I move through my emotions that come up. I hope you guys are properly allowing yourself to move through your own emotions rather than suppressing it or intellectualizing it. Sometimes things don't have to make sense just yet. And it doesn't mean it will never make sense. It just means for that moment, it doesn't have to. Other than that, 
Thank you for being on my journey. Thank you for allowing me to be on your journey. I will see you guys on next week's video. Take care of yourselves.